Hi everybody. Welcome to another session of Chew Wonder Word. I want to share with you something today that I felt so prompted to encourage you, share with you something that the Lord has deposited in my heart that I know will involve, affect and bless many of you. It is how do we overcome disappointments? I know that now there are many people who are disappointed today. Many people whose expectations are not met. Why? Because, you know, of the situation in the country, economically, financially, and even for some of you, uh, even in your homes, your families, in your relationships, even in your own self, you are disappointed for one reason or another. I want to share with you tonight from Luke chapter 24, a very familiar portion of scripture on how do we overcome disappointments. So let me read certain portions of it. Luke 24 verse 13 to 35. Now that very same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, very important, Jesus himself, emphasis, Jesus, good enough, but Jesus himself, just to make sure that we know it is Jesus himself, came up and walked along with them but they were kept from recognizing him. So Jesus asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast, disappointed. And one of them named Cleopas asked Jesus, are you the only one living in Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that have happened there these days? What things, Jesus asked. And from verse 20 onwards, the two disciples began to share with Jesus what transpired in Jerusalem, i.e. the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And then goes on in verse 27, As and beginning with Moses and the prophets, Jesus then explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. And in verse 28, as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going further. Very, very important, verse 29. But they urged him strongly. Not only urged him, but urged him strongly. Stay with us. It is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So Jesus went in and stayed with them. And we all know the story. Jesus then took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and as Jesus broke the bread, their eyes were open and they recognized him. And strangely enough, the moment they recognized Jesus, Jesus disappeared from their sight. And they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us when he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? And verse 33 is very important. Immediately, they got up and return at once to Jerusalem. 
Why immediately? Why was it so important? Remember, it's night time. Can't they wait till tomorrow morning? Obviously not. Why? Why immediately? At night, they went back seven miles back to Jerusalem. I'll share with you in a short while. Before I share with you on how do we overcome disappointments in our lives, let me make two general comments on this passage. Firstly, you notice that the two disciples were focusing on the past and they couldn't recognize Jesus. They were focusing in verse 14, talking about everything that happened in the past and, 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 and so on and so forth. Don't you know what happened in the past in Jerusalem? And the amazing thing is, they could not recognize Jesus. And this is my point. I would encourage you not to keep on focusing on the past, on what was that you missed out on what is. Don't focus on the past in all the disappointments. Come on, folks. Move on. Move on. And the second general comment I have here before I share with you on how to overcome disappointments is that strangely, they were looking at Jesus, but they didn't see Him. Is it possible? Of course. We all know that we can look at people, but actually we don't see Him. Many times I've looked at certain people and the guy said this to me and I don't see him because I'm thinking of something else. That's exactly what happened here. They were looking at Jesus but they didn't see him. An amazing thing was Jesus was walking with them a slow walk seven miles and they didn't see Jesus. And very importantly, I shared it with you earlier, Jesus Himself came to walk with them. And here's a great paradox. Jesus is the great I Am. The I Am. The I Am is walking with them. And yet they didn't see Jesus. Isn't it amazing? So how do we overcome disappointments? Because clearly, Disappointments can cloud our vision of the Lord, cloud our minds, cloud everything. So how do we overcome disappointments so that tonight, uh, friends, you can sleep well? So that after hearing me, you can rest well, no matter what is it that troubles you, your work, your family, your business. Let me share with you four movements four ways, four things we can do so that we can overcome our disappointments tonight and rest well. First movement or first way. Keep walking with Jesus even though you don't understand. That's exactly what the two disciples did. They don't understand. Jesus I don't understand. In fact, they couldn't even recognize Jesus and Jesus had explained to them clearly they couldn't understand why uh, this happened. Uh, why uh, the hopes were dashed 
and 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 by the time they 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 were walking with Jesus, they they couldn't understand, and they say, no hope already. Huh? There's no breakthrough. I uh, everything is gone, and they were downcast. But no, they kept walking with Jesus, and more importantly, Jesus kept walking with them. Why? Because they say no hope, but Jesus says no, there is hope. Why? Because I am is walking with you. So can I encourage you, my friend? In the midst of all your disappointments, whatever is bothering you tonight, keep connecting with the Lord. There is hope. The second movement is this. It is never about your physical destination. Remember, it is always about your eternal destiny. What do I mean? You know, Cleopas and his wife, I think it's his wife, because he never said the other person is, is, is a man or a woman. Uh, I, I want to believe that it's both husband and wife. Why? Because they stay in the same house. Alright? They all stay in the same house. So chances are, they were husband and wife. The amazing thing is this. They were both walking in the wrong direction, away from Jerusalem towards Emmaus. Why, why do I say it's the wrong direction? Because it is always the desire of the Lord that they stay in Jerusalem, not away. Why? Acts 1.4 Stay in Jerusalem and wait. Wait for the filling of the Holy Spirit, for the power of the Holy Spirit. But they walk away. In other words, they walked away from their eternal destiny. It's never about your destination. Always about your eternal destiny. The good news is this. The two disciples, as they reached Emmaus, I shared with you earlier, when they saw Jesus, immediately they got up. And at once, even though it was night, they returned back to Jerusalem. They went back to where they belong. Jerusalem is the place of eternal destiny. Emmaus is only a physical destination. So can I encourage you, my friend, no matter what is this that made you downcast, that disappointed you, don't walk away from God. Don't walk away from your eternal destiny. Go back, go back, go back to where you belong. Turn back, go stun. Go back tonight, go back, go back to where Jesus wants you to be. Don't walk away. Don't walk away from the Lord. Go back. Go back to the place of your eternal destiny. So how do we overcome disappointments? From this passage, four ways or four movements. Number one, keep walking with Jesus even if, even if you don't understand. Number two, go back, return to your place of eternal destiny. And number three, 
Very important. Be passionate about wanting the best God has for you. In other words, when I share this with you, Aya, don't come and say, yes, pastor, I know, I know. Hey, you must want it one. Huh? You must believe in it. You must be passionate about it. You must be convinced that this is the way in which you must you can overcome the disappointments because if you don't do that, you will be forever disappointed. You will stay in Emmaus. No, don't stay in Emmaus. Go back, go back. And this is my third movement for you. You must believe it. You must want it. You must be passionate about wanting the best that God has for you. Don't be satisfied with just enough. It's like these disciples. You see, they understood already, ma. Jesus had been with them for a short while, ma. Chukok lah, enough. But listen, God is the God of the more than enough. It has often, often been said, the good is the enemy of the best. It is good. Jesus walked with them, very good. Jesus opened the scriptures to them. Very good. But not enough. You know, I can share this with you. In your heart, you can say, Very good, Pastor. Thank you so much for opening my eyes to this portion of scripture. Very good. But can I ask you, encourage you, go for the best. And you must want it. They urged him strongly. What is the best? This is the best. They urged him strongly to stay. Verse 29. They urged him strongly to do what? Stay, Jesus. Stay. In other words, it is not enough just to read the word. It is not enough just to pray. It is not enough just to have a visitation of the Lord. And you've heard me say this in the earlier versions of Chew on the Word. To stay, if God says, I stay with you, if Jesus said, I stay with you, He is giving you the favour of God. Why? The first time the word favour is ever mentioned, Genesis chapter 18, verse 3. Abraham said to the three angels, the theophany of God, if I have found favor in your sight, stay. And the three angels stayed. And at that moment, the three angels said to Abraham, in one year's time, your wife will bear a child. Against all odds, When you ask Jesus Christ to stay with you and Jesus says, yes, I'll stay, you have the favour of God. You have the resident presence of God. And I want to say this to you, my friend, tonight. Jesus wants to grant you favour. As you hear this passage of Scripture, don't let it just be a, a chew on the word theoretically or academically. I want you, even as I say this to you, may the Holy Spirit minister to your spirit man 
that right now, no matter what you're going through, whatever disappointments, personal la, relationship la, career la, financial business or whatever it is, I want you to say to Jesus, Lord, I want you to stay. I want you to stay with me tonight. And guess what, my friends? He will. He will. Because He wants to bless you. He wants to help you. And the fourth movement is a divine moment. As Jesus stayed, Jesus broke the bread. And as Jesus broke the bread, their eyes were open. So the divine moment was, when did they recognize Jesus? When Jesus broke the bread. And we know that the bread represents the body of Jesus. The broken body of Jesus. And this is the deep part. You know, the disciples would have missed all this. You know that? They would have missed all this if they were satisfied just for the enough. Thank Chukop, Jesus. But say, Jesus, stay. And when Jesus was with them, when Jesus residently, presently with them, Jesus broke the bread. And you know, at that very moment, not only did they understand, they saw the Lord. His brokenness. What did they see? They saw His brokenness on the cross. They understood why Jesus came. They, his brokenness on the cross became their blessing. Why? Because Jesus says, I am the bread of life. John 6, 48. Suddenly, they realized the power of the cross. Remember, they were disappointed, right? But now no more. Why? Because it's more than just Reading the Bible academically enlightened? No. Their eyes were open. Their hearts were burning. Their minds were enlightened. It was a divine moment. And suddenly they realized what Jesus had done for them on the cross. And more important, hear me well. They saw not only the crucifixion of the Lord, they saw the resurrection standing beside the crucifixion. Suddenly they realized Jesus is alive. Wow! Along the Emmaus road, they understood the crucifixion. At Emmaus, they saw the resurrection. Can I encourage you, my friend? Don't be satisfied with enough. Tonight, before you sleep, stay for a while and pray. Ask the Lord to stay, recite, abide with you. And more importantly, just don't stay at, Jer at Emmaus. Go back. Go back to Jerusalem. Go back to the place of your eternal destiny at once. Go back. Oh, hallelujah. I want to close even as I assure you tonight that Jesus is indeed alive. He is with you wherever you are, in your bedroom, in your living room. He is there walking with you, journeying with you not leaving you. Jesus Himself will walk with you. And my prayer for you is that even as you desire Him more, your eyes will be open. Your hearts will be burning within you. Invite Him to stay, my friend. Let His broken body be your blessing. Let His broken body be your blessing and your healing and your restoration tonight. And more important, may you see and understand that Jesus is alive. Go back. 
Return to your place of eternal destiny, my friend. Go back because the Lord loves you and He cares for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I want to pray tonight that even as we have learned and looked at this passage afresh, Lord, may our spiritual eyes be opened. May our minds be enlightened. Be our hearts burned within us, Lord. And more important, Lord, may we see Jesus not as the one just crucified, but Jesus resurrected. And the same resurrection power is available to us so that we can overcome. We can win. We can triumph. We can be victorious. And help us, O Father Lord, to go back. Go back to the place of our eternal destiny. Go back to where we belong. Go back. And this is the way in Jerusalem we receive power from on high. Oh, hallelujah. Father, I want to bless everybody here tonight. I bless them that tonight, tonight, Lord, we will rest in you. We will recite and abide in you. That tonight, even as we rest and sleep well, we know, we know that you will never leave us and you will never forsake us. Thank you, Father. You're a good God. You are a good God. And we bless you tonight. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful sleep.